Today on Lockdown Red Wings, as the season winds down, what are Detroit's must-watch storylines? You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer of the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And on today's episode, guys, we're going to do a little bit of a, you know, with the Red Wings outside, we talked about it a little bit last week. They're, they're number one right now in sadness, according to ineffective math, where they're most likely to finish outside the playoffs and a top five overall pick. So the question became, and Scotty proposed this, credit to you, um, late last week, what reasons do we still have to watch as hockey fans? What are our biggest reasons to watch? What are the biggest storylines to follow? So we'll give you ours uh, in this episode. And then as well, we'll talk about the fact, and we'll lead off with the fact that Ben Chirot is week to week with an injury, um, but also preview the game against the Colorado Avalanche at LCA 1 o'clock on Saturday. But first, Scotty, we got to start the Ben Chirot news. Uh, yeah, he Derek Lund said he is week to week with an injury, expects him to play again by the end of the season. And, you know, say what you will regarding Ben Sherratt, that does weaken the defensive core. I mean, he is, again, say what you want, a better option than Haig, Lindstrom, or Osterley on the defensive, uh, on the back end. I think he's a bottom pair defenseman ultimately, but those three guys I just listed outside of him are number seven D men. And I think what happens on Saturday regarding the defensive pairings is going to be really interesting because I think it opens a lot of fun speculation um, regarding maybe some call-ups. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's where everyone's brain kind of goes immediately. I think. That's and, where my and brain I, goes. Right. But I, I think, you know, it, it'd be one thing if, Ben Chirac getting hurt was going to, and like, I don't want anyone to, I don't root for injuries or anything, but uh, it'd be one thing if he got injured and then it opened the door for somebody else on this roster who's like a young up and coming defenseman that could play his way onto an opportunity with the team. But um, that's just not, the case currently, if you look at the NHL blue line. So yeah, I, I think that there's certainly a conversation there. You know, if he, if he is going to be out long enough for the wings feel necessary to put him on the IR. I mean, yeah, that, that could be a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is like, obviously let's hope he gets well soon, but the Red Wings have roster space. They do. I believe they're still sitting at 22 men right now. In fact, I have cap friendly handy right as we're talking. And roster size is actually at 21. So they have two empty roster spots to call somebody up, even with uh, Ben Sherratt not on IR. So it does beg the question. First of all, let's just say we hope Ben Sherratt gets healthy quickly, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, But you still have six defensemen, and you could roll with the six guys you have. Pairings could be interesting. You know, you could have, you know, a... 
Jordan Osterley can play both left and right side D. You know that Olimata is going to be your second pair defenseman now that Phil Peronik's gone. So maybe you pair Osterley or Lindstrom with Mata, and then you do the other two guys down there with Robert Haig on the third pair. But that, I mean, let's be honest, that's not like ideal. We, I mean, we constantly are cycling those three out of the lineup because none of them has earned a roster spot. Now, Robert Haig has been playing better lately. I want to put some respect on his name. You should respect Robert Haig. I don't want to. I know you would give me crap if I didn't, uh, but he had, and he has been playing better lately. The, the numbers relay that again in much more mitigated minutes compared to his uh, contemporaries on the hockey team. But you still have a huge question mark on the back end and it just gets weaker with Ben Sherratt being out. So do you maybe, and Ben Sherratt has been playing right D, but he is a natural lefty. Do you maybe call up one of those two big uh, big name prospects on the defensive end from Grand Rapids and just give them a little bit of, let's see what you got here? Well, I'll tell you what, that certainly would be a reason to watch the remainder mm. of the season. Let me tell Boom! you. Look at that transition. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, well, that that is going to be the bulk of the show. And, and I mean, it is a, a very natural transition, but... You know, Brian and I were just talking off air, what, earlier this week, end of last week, whatever the first time we we had this conversation. We were just talking about, you know, like post-trade deadline to the end of the season for non-playoff teams can be kind of a lull period. And just that, like, we really don't think that the wings, at least for the remainder of the season, is too much of a, like, like dull period. Like, there is still a lot of stuff that you can – keep an eye out for and a lot of storylines to watch the remainder of the way for the wings. And that makes it kind of exciting, but there's still just a lot of important stuff that is going to happen from here on out. It's not like, Oh, we're, we're, we're not going to tank losing doesn't matter, but also we're probably not going to win enough to be a playoff team. Like that's just, you know, the season's basically over. Like there is still a lot to, to, to watch and a lot of storylines and a lot of things that the rest of this season could impact going into the off season. Um, and certainly if some call-ups happened to any extent, that would be probably towards the top of that list. And according to Helene St. James, Derek Lalone has not ruled out calling somebody up. And I mean, we can, like you said, transition right into reasons to watch. That's reason to watch. Number one, those, those yeah, September call-ups be up there. Absolutely. I mean, if you get to see not even Simon Edmondson, but also, uh, Albert Johansson, Johansson's who has been, had a heck of a year. Yeah. He's been a little bit overshadowed by the fact that Simon Evanson is like the number six overall pick from what? 2021. Sure. But Albert Johansson's looking like he could earn himself a roster spot as soon as next season. So it definitely, um, it, it definitely makes it a little bit more exciting. Uh, and it, it sounds horrible to say, come, cause it's coming off the back of, a Ben Sherratt injury, but we would have had this conversation even if he hadn't gotten hurt just because they had the roster space and because why the hell not? Now, again, they can only play a maximum of nine games without burning the beginning of their ELC. Yeah, I think at the 10-game mark, you might might see a lot lot of moves with 10 games left in the season, yeah. So even if you don't, like even if they don't get hurt, or I'm sorry, even if they don't play all nine games, or even if they play now, you have to keep in mind those numbers. You have to keep in mind that they can't, you don't want them to play more than that because you want to keep them at that cheaper number for longer. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that, like I said, that's going to be kind of the the 10 games left in the season. You should circle that game on your calendar. I don't know who we play that day, but after that game is finished, yeah, we, we might see uh, a few, honestly, roster moves. And uh, especially if there are injuries at the NHL level, then you will certainly see a, a lot of moves. I can almost guarantee you. So that'll be kind of a fun day to keep an eye on that, uh, you know, as far as storylines the remainder of the season. Moves made after 10 games remaining is certainly one. And then with roster spots available now, just any call-ups that happen just in general for that reason. But with the fact that they're already kind of admitted that they're not going to make the playoffs, I can't imagine that they're going to burn through too many uh, prospects, you know, like a year of eligibility and stuff for just whatever, a few more games at the NHL level this year. Give me the czar back. Give me the czar back. The czar bomb. Give me the czar bomb. There we go. That's a nickname. Uh, But also other injury news. Almost forgot to mention it. Philip Zadina. uh, We don't have an update on him yet, but at optional practice, don't even know what happened, but he went to the bench uh, and was apparently woozy. So, you know, of course we don't know what happened yet, but just based on that, we can, our minds obviously are going to go to this one direction. So he, May or may not miss time, which I would absolutely hate because I'm still in the camp of give the kid some time to cook. You know, he might, again, I don't think he'll ever be the guy you drafted at six, but I think he can be a stellar bottom six defensive four because he has been that and I've been loving it. So I, I, I feel for the kid who's had nothing but bad luck this season. Absolutely. Um, but when we come back, we'll go into our other reasons and storylines to continue to watch the Detroit Red Wings for the remainder of this season. But first, got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. It's the midway point. It's past the midway point. Hell, we're in March Madness already. And uh, did you see uh, Virginia blow that game? I did. I watched every second. That was a toughie. That was crazy. I only had them. I only had them in my Sweet Sixteen. I'm not. I'm not sweating too too much about it. But yeah, not great. And not not good. But yeah, you see the inbound pass that was like a hail mary for the turnover. Not, not a good look. That poor no, no, kid is going to be. That poor kid's going to be haunted by that for the rest of his life. But you won't be haunted for the rest of your life if you download FanDuel Sportsbook app. Smooth transition. We're calling <laughs> it today. Crazy. <laughs> because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And Scotty, guess what? We have a rare occasion sitting in front of us right now where I put three bets down. And as of recording this, all three could fail because none of them have started yet. Why are you saying that's rare? Well, because normally it happens every time. You no, bring no, 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 no. Normally two are already in the books. And so mm. we know the result. That's the, we don't know the results of all three games yet. That's what's rare. Also, I don't appreciate the slander. Uh, <laughs> I took penguins plus odds at New York, the Rangers. I took Tampa Bay plus odds at New Jersey devils. They just beat the devils the other day, like six to three. And then I took this one. This one was just pure gut. Dallas Stars plus odds at Edmonton Oilers. I love my my love my dogs. All right, and that's probably why I have bad luck. And I also go ba- solely based on guts, and no analytical. Do not follow me for betting advice ever, guys. <laughs> I think we got that pretty funnily clear. <laughs> but it's it's safe. It's fun. It's anyone. super. It's safe. It's fun. It's super easy to use. And if you're not like me and you're smart and you put some research into it, it's not that hard to win some money using the app. Absolutely. And you can win extra money if you use. 
the same game par- same game parlay feature. So don't miss out on the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, we're going and talking about reasons and storylines to watch for the remainder of the Red Wings season. What We talked about how possible call-ups are a reason to watch. What other reasons do you think there is to watch or other storylines to watch out for as the Red Wings season comes to an end? Well, I, I think another really easy one to point to is just the continued growth and development of some of the like youth that is at the bottom lines kind of on this roster. Obviously, Raymond and Sider, for sure. We, we want to continue watching them to see their growth and development. But in the same breath, I, I think a lot of eyes should be put on Joe Valeno and should be put on Jonathan Bergeron and... I think that that is a, a those are super interesting storylines. And I also think that as the season goes along, there's a real possibility that they play those guys. Bro, Arizona more. just got upset. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> very much. <laughs> I'm aware. Uh, they're such frauds, dude. Every year. Seriously. They're, they have like top of the NBA draft talent and they can't. Anyway, um, shout out Princeton, baby. Ivy League rep. Uh, but they, you know, I, I think as the season goes along, they, those like kids will, will get more and more minutes because like, why not? And, and you know, they, they want to maintain a, a competitive lines and, and they want to give themselves the best opportunity to win, you know, no matter where they're going to be at, that's going to be the goal the remainder of the year. They're not going to join the tankathon thing, but, uh, I, I do think that, Bergeron and Valeno and some of those guys are, are probably going to get more minutes as the season gets closer to game 82. I completely agree with you on that. I mean, that's you're going to be watching for young guys to see if they can continue to develop. And I'd even obviously throw, you'd obviously want to throw Raymond and Sider in there, but I'd also throw them into the category of your best players just doing what they do. And uh, that's that's one reason to watch as well because Dylan Larkin and Moritz Sider, especially this season, Lucas Raymond hasn't been bad, but you know he's str- I won't say he okay I would say he struggled a little bit more uh, this season than he did last season as he he, he adjusts to the game. By no means am I ragging on him. This is just the process of a young guy, and that's why he's in the you know growth category. But right. he's definitely one of those players to watch as well, just because they're exciting. Lucas Raymond, we saw it in the game against the Nashville Predators. Despite the loss, he had he has the ability to kind of take over the offensive zone. He and Perron dominated possession in that game. And then outside of that, obviously Dylan Larkin still leads your team. He's got 64 points in 66 games played. He has yet another opportunity to break his career high, which I think was 72 games played. Or 70, 72 games played. That might be his career high in games played. He always seems to be getting injured, too, at the end of the season. Um, but 72 points. As he just continues to try and chase that down, and obviously he just signed his new contract, he's playing still at the same caliber. So hope uh, clearly wasn't just you know All I right. want my money. Uh, and then obviously Moritz Sider is a tank, and actually what, I almost forgot Jake Wallman. Of course, he's exciting to watch game in and game out. So I mean that might be the easiest reason to watch, just because you love the Red Wings and you love the players on this team that are performing well, and those guys for sure are on my list of reasons to watch. 100%. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what else you got, Scotty? Um, I, You know, there is one I, I, I 
am interested in, I guess this is, we can kind of make this a more general category as well and expand it a little bit, but I, I am intrigued on the remainder of the season from, uh, well, I guess, again, if you want to be more general, backup goaltending. But, like, I, I am interested in if anyone outside of Huso is going to make a legitimate case to stay in this organization next year. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, you could make that same argument with every uh, pending unrestricted free right. agent. Yeah, all the UFAs, I guess, is is a way that you can generalize that. Too. We, we talked about it the other day you know, kind of taking a brief look ahead at the free agent, free agent class. And we just kind of assumed they would let Helberg walk because while he hasn't been bad, he hasn't been necessarily like necessarily like good either. He's got a nine Oh one save percentage, three Oh two goals against average. So far this season, he has games where he plays fine, but his rebound control is always kind of questionable. And you, you think that maybe they look at the free agent market and see if they can upgrade that, that, uh, B roll that two roll because if the season ended today they would yeah I mean, there's really no question about it they would and and even if he goes on a heater the remainder of the season I'm not saying that necessarily changes but he could play his way onto being a solidified backup for another NHL team or he could play his way into getting some sort of I don't know two way type of you know depth deal to stay with the organization if he he plays decently while the remainder of the year, I guess. But again, as to your point, you could really kind of expand that to just all the UFAs, you know, playing for, uh, I, I'm, I mean, Pew Suter is a hundred percent one that I'm taking a, a big look at. I mean, that's a guy that again, if the season ended today, I'd probably resign. And, uh, I, I for sure keep an eye on him and see if he can continue to, to, to prove that point. I mean, there's other guys too. Ernie's fighting for a contract. Now Chase on is fighting for a contract. Is he yeah, signed to a league minimum for the rest one. of the year? Uh, Osterlays in the last year, Hague's in his first and last year. So, I mean, there's a ton of guys that are right now currently fighting for a playoff spot or not a playoff spot, a roster spot for next year. And granted, I think most of these guys are going to be gone regardless just because of roster turnover, but they're looking for a contract. So they're going to be playing hard no matter what. And now Scotty, that brings me to my, my last Reason to watch. For the love and, of the game. For the love of the game. Yes, that's obviously a reason. But I said at the beginning, we're kind of doing this because of the fact that the Red Wings are kind of out of the playoff race, but also out of the top five. So allow me to contradict myself by saying reasons to watch is also including playoff push. Because you're out of it. Not crazy, but yeah. But you're not out of it, out of it. You know, if you go on a little run here, you're right back in it. So I mean, and I don't want the team to tank. I'm I'm prohibitively against tanking at this point in the rebuild, even though I know Bedard, Mitchkov, and Fantilli are so great, just because I need this team to take that step forward. Like even if not in the divisional standings, because the entire division is stacked, just points wise then I, I want them to continue to pursue the playoffs. And I know the players are trying to for the rest of the season. Just try and stay in that race. Make it last as long as possible to, before you get eliminated. We had our first elimination the other day in the playoff contention, and that was the San Jose Sharks. So I would argue that maybe not playoff push is the right word, but like just making it interesting and not being eliminated for as long as possible. Play meaningful hockey for as long as possible. That's a reason to watch. 
Yeah, I, I think for me, it's it's not even necessarily like keeping tabs on the playoff race. I just I am also at a point where I I don't think it's beneficial for the state of the organization and the way that they're trending. And uh, it's not the, good for my mental health. Well, yeah, but it, <laughs> for sure, but uh, this team hasn't been good for my mental health for about half a decade. But I I think that. It's it's given where they currently are at as an organization, it is not beneficial to tank. Like I, I just I don't think that that is strategically, no matter who's at the top of this draft, like a, a smart move given where we're at in March and given the overall like big picture where they're headed as an organization. I I just I don't think that that's beneficial. So for me, it's just uh, again not necessarily keeping an eye on the playoff race or anything, or if we're like the in the in the hunt graphic, right? Like that's a big thing. Like I I don't really care about that as much because that's probably pretty much like out the window for me. But I am looking to like just still win hockey games, like just not completely fall apart and just tank at the end of the year. You know, th- this is a we're at a point now where like you locked up your captain long term, you have your young core at the NHL level. You gotta if you want to turn it around, it, it it starts it 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 started like we're we're here. We got to start winning hockey games, whether it's too little, too late or not. So, um, yeah, I I'm I'm with you. I think just playing competitive hockey, not getting the doors blown off you, uh, on you know by certain teams. I I I 100 agree. Any with that. team, just don't get your doors blown off by any team. Yeah, I'm sorry, I. It's not acceptable to me anymore. I don't care that your team sold at the trade deadline. I'm sick and tired of seeing your doors get blown off. So just stay competitive in every game. Even if it's like, I don't know what we're qualifying as blown off. I mean, we've had games where they've won where it seems like they had their doors blown off. But I just, I want the team to be competitive the rest of the season. Anyways, let's take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll do the game preview of our second game of two against the Colorado Avalanche this season. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. My pen decided to not work. Here we go. Now it's working. Remember now, last, last time, time your pen didn't I work. was literally just thinking about that. I had like a little mini stroke and couldn't get the sentence out. Oh, I'm clear right now. I, I did cardio before we got here. I did, went to the gym. So like nice, bud. everything's down here because I'm exhausted. Yeah, that'll do that. It's a nice feeling though. It is a good feeling. Uh, just don't tell my lungs that because they still hurt. <laughs> Anyways, the Red Wings are playing the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. By the time you guys are listening to this, Saturday, 1 o'clock at Little Caesars Arena. The last time these two teams faced off was in Colorado. And Colorado won 6-3, I believe you told me, reminded me beforehand. Uh, Colorado, guys, is a team that is, you know, they've been hampered by injury all season long. And yet they've still managed to win 38 games and have be third in the Central Division. They had to climb their way back up there. But thankfully... You know, Nathan McKinnon is still Nathan McKinnon, 82 points in 55 games played. You got Miko Rantanen, 79 points in 66 games played. Cal McCarr, shortened season for him, fighting injury here and here, here and there, uh, 56 points in 53 games played. I mean, there's still, there's still a team that you cannot take lightly, regardless of struggle. I mean, crazy. Their struggles this season has had them fall to third in their division, still divisional playoff spot. But, I mean, yeah, Scotty. What do you got to do to beat this team? I, or if anything, you know, do what you did against Boston. <laughs> whatever, whatever you 
whatever the, the, the pregame speech was, whatever the pep talk was, whatever the mindset was going into Boston, that should be your mindset with this one too, man. Cause that's, that's pretty much what it's going to take. Like we, we know that it's possible and which is again, nice. And it, it's nice to win games, even when you're out of it. Like that's, that that's nice. The fact that we can go into a game and be like, Hey, we took it to the Bruins for two games. Kind of like this is, this is doable. It's feasible. It's not completely out of the question. And we're at home. Um, and, and yeah, a lot of Colorado's struggles this year have been via the inability to be hundred percent healthy. Really. They've kind of been mixing and matching and you know, like guys are healthy. And then somebody comes back and then somebody else gets hurt and whatnot. And, um, so, uh, yeah, but, like, don't get it twisted. This is obviously still one of the most talented hockey teams in the entire NHL. And, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, a tough, it's a toughie. It really is a toughie. You know, it's crazy because at one point, Colorado was, like, the the juggernaut offensive team that had, like, a really good blue line, too, but it was, like, an offensive-minded blue line, and then they, like, kind of were struggling in net, right? Like, if you remember when the Wings had Jonathan Bernier, Bernier like, there was, like, oh, like, maybe they'll trade him, whatever, and yeah, uh, to, to Colorado, and – or that – did they did? I don't even remember. That was, whatever, two trade deadlines ago. Anyway, just – good? Yeah, just fun. It's funny to me that now this year they have gotten like incredible production in between the pipes. Because, like, at one once upon a time, that was not the narrative of the Colorado Avalanche. And now they seem to have kind of mopped up one of the, the four, you know, whatever. They're an unbelievably talented team. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. They're a good I, team. Yes, they're a very good hockey team with not very many holes, I guess, is my point. Like, any. Any kind of strategy you had going into Avs games maybe a couple of years ago are, are, are kind of no longer. So, yeah, still very good despite kind of the ups and downs of the season. I mean, they have one hole, and that's that their penalty kill is 18th in the league. Um, but your penalty kill is 19th in the league right next to them. At 70, both of yeah, you guys so hovering right around. You're still worse at. Yeah, just barely. But you're hovering around. But Red Wings power play has been converting a lot. In recent games, especially now that Alex Chason has become a net front domination presence. The dog. Everyone's the dog. The dog. He's he's dog number one on a long list of dogs. Uh, (laughs) But their power play is sixth in the league. Uh, Their Corsi four percentage. So their shot attempts at five on five. Uh, They're sixth in the league in that as well. I know if you filter that by quality. So expected goals four percentage. They fall to 14th. So they're more around the middle of the league in terms of um quality shot attempts per game but they're still in the upper half regardless and, and they have good goaltending as well as georgiev has like a 919 save percentage this season 917 and their backup pavel francois has a 919 so it came from colorado that's what i was thinking of that's yeah you traded him to the devil there yeah you traded him to the devils in the offseason then he never Correct. played a game yeah hurt you're 100 right yeah he came from colorado yes I, okay I was, yes you're right though they have great goaltending now which is I was like super awesome so more than happy to watch you flounder because i do it enough so it's your turn <laughs> so i was gonna let you let you suffer there for a little cool, bit calm and collected man that's all that's all we do listen we're human we make mistakes you know, if this were live radio, we wouldn't have the ability to edit out. And because I'm lazy, it's not going to be. So <laughs> you're welcome. Basically live radio. <laughs> Basically live radio, except it 
is recorded six hours in advance. <laughs> well, this one is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like 45 minutes. In advance yeah, sometimes it's not six hours. <laughs> but today we got lucky. Uh, anyway, Scotty, yeah, you got to just try and draw them into penalties. Take advantage of their weaker penalty kill. Your power play has been clicking. You know, your guys that have been playing well, you're out Sherratt, which does, again, weaken your defensive core. But you got to hope that Robert Hay can continue to step up. He'll probably get more minutes, I would imagine, here in this game. Although him being a left-handed D-man, probably going to be Osterley, who can play both sides, who's going to slide up to pay with Mata unless they do decide to call somebody up. So it's going to be an interesting game regardless, but the Red Wings are still trying hard every single like, game against Nashville. They played their asses off. And every single game since the trade deadline, I mean, more, I think it was Mort Sider went off the record. And I'm paraphrasing here, or went off the record, went on the record here to say, and again, I'm paraphrasing that it, at first they were bummed because they lost a lot of pieces of their locker room that were big personalities, Bertuzzi, and like key pieces. But now they're having fun trying to prove everybody wrong. Well, everybody wrong. See, now I'm floundering, proving everybody wrong by winning games regardless. And so they're still going out and trying. And I love that about this team. I love that they're not giving up. I love that playoffs is still their mindset. It was last year too, even after the wheels fell off. Yep. They still were aiming for playoffs, losing games by six goals. So <laughs> this year, right. they're a more competitive roster. So just go out there and play your asses off. That sounds like such a no crap type thing to say, but that's, that's all you can do after a trade deadline where you sold. You just got to make the best of a bad situation. Agreed. Anyway, Scott, it's 29 minutes and 30 seconds into the episode, maybe longer after the ad breaks get inserted. But do you want to do like one or two questions on how do you feel about it Friday? Or do you want to just... How do you feel about your bracket right now? Uh, pretty good, seeing as I didn't fill one out. Okay, you're a loser. All right. I just completely missed the opportunity. I have no excuses. Before Fair I knew enough. it, the first four happened, and I was like, crap, it's too late. <laughs> I'll enough. make one now, now that half the games have already been played. Oh, that's <laughs> super cool. You still won't get it even close to perfect. So, uh, How's your bracket doing? You know, not bad. Like, the Arizona and Virginia, I both had losing in the Sweet 16. So, like, I can kind of live with it. Like, you know, I'd rather be right. But if, if I was to be wrong about two kind of high-seeded teams that were supposed to go further losing in the first round. It, you know, those two are I – can, I can manage. I still got 14 of my 16 for the Sweet 16. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally distraught about it. Um, once, once my Elite Eight teams start falling, that's where I'll start getting upset. But I can, I can live with 14 of 16 uh, in the Sweet 16 so far. Good. Nice. How do you feel about my new locked-on shirt? Uh, that they sent me in the mail. It's pretty cool, man. I haven't got one, but yeah. like, that's cool. I, I mean, guess. they only send it to the be best hosts. So right, yeah, I, I, I either host or co-host half, <laughs> half of this city's uh, locked on shows, but um, yeah, right, you're right. Yeah. But you're not the best of them. No, I agree. Like I, Clearly I, agree I have the that. shirt. <laughs> I agree with that statement. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's nice though. It's a nice green. I haven't washed it yet, so hopefully it doesn't shrink too much because, you know, I'm not as thin as I once was, so I don't want those unattractive curls. No, you want to... like a muscle shirt. You're Brian the Enforcer. You want to intimidate some people. That's not me at all. <laughs> the least intimidating person you're ever going to meet. Brian the uh, Enforcer. <laughs> let's see. Well, I just asked you a question, so now it's your turn. Uh, 
how do you feel about um I love this part. I love it when it's unscripted like this. <laughs> I have no clue, dude. I, I, how do you feel about um, Fago? Great, I love Fago. Rock and Rye. That's the that's the Rock crap and right Rye. Your, that's your choice. The eh? That's the stuff right there. I yeah, love it's good. Love me some Rock and Rye. Uh man. Now it's my turn again. Mm-hmm. That was the quick one. We should we didn't we didn't expound expound on that one. Uh, How do you feel about bald people? Honestly, not a fan. (laughs) Every time I see a bald person, I'm like, you think you're better than me? (laughs) I pull it off the best. (laughs) Okay, for sure. No, the worst is when they're they're bald by choice. Those people I want to (laughs) smack. Okay. (laughs) Any of my listeners, any of our listeners right now, are bald by choice when they have a full head of hair. What are you doing? <laughs> Fix that. <laughs> you have to do that for those those of us who do not have a choice. I lost my hair at like twenty. That's crazy. My mom says that my uncle's the same way. It runs in well, the family. That's that's kind of that's what they say. They say that's kind of how it works. So, anyways, that was a riveting edition of How Do You Feel About a Friday. Uh, I, I did have three. You asked me one, but and it was your idea. So cool. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let me fix this. Uh, how do you feel about the Detroit Lions free agent signings? Boom! Uh, That's the I, best one yet. I, my, we're all better. I, that you know, it's it's. <laughs> okay. I, I I love what they've done so far. Obviously, losing Jamal is like super heartbreaking because like Jamal rocks, but um, new New Orleans has a really cool kind of like city and culture down there. And it's very similar to Detroit's. They have a very similar, similar mindset as a, as a city. So that's kind of, he'll fit in well there. He'll, he'll do well. I'll be rooting for him forever. Um, But at the end of the day, like value wise, I love what the Lions have done and I'm really excited for the draft. And yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped. I I think this is going to be a heck of a year. For, uh, for those Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, as much as it sucks to leave a, like the biggest culture guy in the locker room and Jamal Williams, uh, I think that they upgraded at the position and getting Montgomery. He's younger. I think he's you can utilize him in more uh, different situations. Yeah, and then he of had, course, he had pretty darn good numbers too. He's a he's a hell of a running back. I think he's had three or four one thousand plus uh, all purpose yards. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a Seasons. heck of a it's a heck of a backfield, man. If Swift and and Montgomery can both be healthy, that's a that's that goes up with any running back duo in the entire NFL. As a well, and then they line. they doubled up their weakest link, which was quarterback. Got that yeah. Cam Sutton signing is the biggest one of them all. The only yeah. signing, oh absolutely, and 100%. they've run it back with a guy, a few guys like Kaminsky. Uh, who's the guy they got? Bugs back. Who's the guy they signed today? Too they Brag now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. The only guy I was like, really? I thought they overpaid majorly for Anzalone, but I can live with it. Everything else I've liked. So, and they're the favorites to win the division, apparently, which is yeah, because Rogers is see ya, and that's, the Bears stink. I'm gonna the laugh Vikings, my ass off if that trade falls through and he gets all of his guys to sign in Green Bay and he has to stay there. That's gonna I'm gonna die laughing. <laughs> I agree. That would be awesome. Anyways, we've been droning on for too long. 
So we'll be back on Monday with a game recap and a game preview because there's a game on Monday. So stay tuned. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We ball. Same time, same place. To your team every day. Every day.